In today's episode, episode 12, we sat down with CEO Linda Kelly and Kelly Graham, a registered social worker, to discuss the difficulties of stressful times and basically how to navigate through them in your relationships. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so welcome everyone back to the Kelly Mental Health Podcast. Uh, We are joined today again by the lovely Linda Kelly, who is our CEO. And we have Kelly Graham, who is our registered uh, social worker and has been with Kelly Mental Health for quite some time now. So thank you, ladies, for connecting with us today. Thanks for having us, of course. (laughs) So we are discussing relationships today. Um, And basically, we're kind of going to touch on a few topics um, throughout that. But with that being said, we want to talk about strengthening and navigating your relationships during, obviously, COVID. And now this is the second wave and kind of how we're all feeling, right? So um, we have, we got hit last weekend with new restrictions in a half an hour, we are going to be hit with another announcement from lovely Doug Ford, yeah. which can change again. <laughs> so you two lovely ladies have uh, partners, obviously. And so I wanted to kind of discuss, because I know a lot of people are going through this. We have been home. Some people have been home and with working uh, with their partners from home. They're trying to navigate through Kelly personally has a million wedding changes that have taken place in a matter of a week (laughs) and she's she's having a time with this and then I guess everyone is just kind of going through through some stuff right now so there's lots to talk about um, in a short amount of time so let's just kind of hop right into it so I read an article today and it was discussing cabin fever with your partner and I thought this was kind of interesting. It was basically, well, you guys have seen like the old movie of actually called Cabin Fever, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of, you know, you're spending so much time with your partners and you're kind of at each other's wits ends. Um, you guys both have stressors going on in your life. So have you guys realized this? Has it happened to you guys? And if so, how are you guys kind of handling this? How is it we're going with you guys' relationships right now? We haven't really had too much of a cabin fever because he's been at work this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also now back in the office. But I find with just the stress about all of the changes um, has come up a lot more. Obviously, you know, six weeks ago, I had to change my wedding to an outdoor venue. And now with all of the restrictions, I'm constantly having to change your wedding and change your guest list. And that's putting a lot of stress on both of us. And I find that we're both just not in the best mood. (laughs) I find my bad habit of constantly saying sorry and feeling responsible for everything has kicked into overdrive where I'm constantly apologizing. And he's like, why are you apologizing? It's not your fault. I just, I feel bad because I don't want him to have to deal with this stuff. But obviously, you know, we both have to. And I think that's the one thing is we're pretty good at is we're both good at letting each other know like, hey, sorry, I'm not in a great mood. You know, I know Mm -hmm. it's affecting you and this is affecting us. And we're both able to just be like, yeah, you know what? Things kind of suck right now. And we're able to just kind of cope with that together. We're able to not take it out on each other. We're able to realize, you know, okay, I might be kind of anxious or annoyed right now. I just kind of need to take a breather for a few minutes and then able to come back together and kind of get over that. 
which is really obviously I guess not everyone realizes like that maybe they haven't been together as long maybe this is like a newer relationship and communication is so important right but maybe they're just people aren't realizing that so if they're not kind of in that state, say if, you know, if they've been together only for a few months, they're still learning about each other, that would be really difficult in, in, in these times. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so definitely communication is key, which you kind of mentioned. Um, Linda, what about yourself? Like, obviously I know that your partner, he works out of town. Mm -hmm. So how is that kind of going with you guys? Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) I love it when he's gone. (laughs) I was waiting for you. Because you know what, then no one judges what I do with my time. (laughs) (laughs) because he has this thing about how he doesn't like to watch more than two episodes of a series that I've already seen before at one time. He has no patience for Grey's Anatomy, no patience for Outlander, but you know what? That's his problem. So (laughs) no, but but realistically, (laughs) really exactly. I might need to talk to him. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Even my, my 10 year old, we actually went to the hospital a couple months ago and he's like, Hey mom, is that Alex? (laughs) I wish anyway um no we're I'm a bad person to ask because we're still very much in like a honeymoon phase right now um Kelly is walking you know planning her wedding which is actually happening in a few days and Mm -hmm. um my husband and I got married just last year and just sort of the parallels between the two weddings have been really eye-opening and I just think you know we keep kind of my husband and I keep saying to ourselves it was like we were running out of a burning building because we just got every single thing done and then the world changed and so Kelly's just been in it so um she's right as you know as she said communication is really important humility is so important too like you know, sometimes I'll wake up and something will go wrong. The dishes won't be done or um, whatever. Maybe the dog is looking at me in too needy of a way and it'll drive me insane. And, but then I'll realize that I'll realize it and I'll say, Hey, you know what? I just want to give you a heads up. I'm not reacting well today. And he'll just give me space and and vice versa. You know, one of the, one of our biggest hurdles that we had to get over, I remember him saying this very clearly to me. He says, you don't let me get mad. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. And I, I said, you know what, you're right. Cause even as, as a therapist, as a person that comes from a, a very loud and boisterous family, my thought was you get mad and it's going to escalate immediately. So I didn't realize this, but I would tend to try to um, console him, placate him, kind of be on him. If I noticed that he was getting more like aggressive and just me doing that made him disengage. Whereas now I know when he gets upset, he gets mad. I got to just let him be like that. Just let him, let him feel that because then it's going to pass. I think that's a really good point to make. Like, you know, letting people feel their emotions. I think everyone right now is also, I mean, anxiety is high. Stresses are high. We don't know what, you know, things are going to look like. We kind of just, we we discuss this all the time and I, and I don't mind going back to it a thousand times because it's true. We're back at the stage now of the fear of the unknown. Things are changing. I, I guess I would comfortably say like on a weekly basis right now, we just uh, saw an article that there was 700 plus cases um, in one day you know, that happened or that has taken place in Southern Ontario, I believe it was. And that's a crazy number. It's scary. It's, and I think that we're, we just got so comfortable with the new normal, which is not a bad thing, 
but now I think we're getting hit with the second wave. We're in this, we're in this together again, but it's difficult because everyone is feeling different emotions. So I think obviously the communication is key right now with your partners, um, you know, and letting them feel those, those emotions. I think we're just so used to, we don't mean to, but we kind of mask those feelings, right? Because we are checking in with them. We're making sure like, we're almost like we're kind of smothering them or coddling them almost like, Mm -hmm. so I think you guys make really good points about, you know, communication and making sure that you guys are, are openly talking to your partners right now. And that goes for everyone. Right. So obviously, like we mentioned, Kelly's wedding, has changed it's it's coming up in a few days you have no idea um, the anxiety i'm feeling now knowing that ford is talking in 19 minutes <laughs> i know i keep looking at the time too and like obviously this this podcast will be played next week so um yeah but you guys can all feel how we feel right now i know i'm counting down the minutes too um okay in like 32 minutes kelly i'm gonna I'm going to sponsor your next unhealthy coping skill. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Skip the dishes. <laughs> um, so obviously, like you said, there's tons of wedding changes. Um, and that like alone, Kelly, like obviously, so we talked about actually a few episodes got back. My grandmother had passed away, unfortunately during COVID and I had to pick our family had to kind of go navigate through and decipher, you know, who was going to, you know come to the funeral it was out it took place outside like her burial service and that was a funeral and that was very difficult and I don't have a big family you have planned this as your special day this is supposed to be you know the day that you two start your lives together I know you guys have been together for a while now but so are you feeling the guilt and like I guess how how is your family handling this is your family and your guests that you kind of invited, are they working with you? Have you run into any specific issues? We'll hit up the seating chart in a few minutes, <laughs> but like, how, how is that kind of going? Like how, like, have, have you got yelled at yet? <laughs> well, like originally we had 220 people mm-hmm. and then COVID hit and then we, learned- and then you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were able to go down to a hundred and you know, that, it wasn't the worst thing in the world because we had a lot of people that we had to invite. We were kind of obligated to invite. And COVID kind of made a nice excuse that, hey, sorry, you can't come anymore. So it really was just going to be close family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we can still have 100 for the ceremony, but we can only have 50 for the reception. And I think that's what hurt the most was you know, having to cut a lot of people. I had to cut everybody from work. I had to cut somebody who's basically been like my big sister and I feel so guilty. And I cried last week, you know, after I made the last cut, I just cried because it's like, I feel awful picking people over other people. Other than obviously, you know, Matt has a say too of who he wants there. I can't be like, no, only my family and friends. Mm-hmm. That, that wouldn't be fair. Um, <laughs> you guys might not make it to the yeah. island. <laughs> and it's hard when you still somewhat have that obligation. You know, he has a big family. Um, all the family that's invited for him, he gets along with. My family has a little bit of drama. I would, you know, maybe prefer to invite some friends over them, but you can't do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. sadly just kind of not allowed. So, I mean, it sucks. I I haven't been able to get excited for my wedding. 
or look forward to my wedding because every time I get excited, something changes or something bad happens. And I know that's a huge cognitive distortion. I know it because I feel this way, something bad is going to happen. I know that's totally irrational, but just the way that the past week, even two weeks have been going, that's ingrained in my head. And I'm afraid to get excited for fear that something will change and I'll just be devastated again. Mm -hmm. Which alone, like, obviously we've, we've all said this to you way more than we, we probably want to hear anymore, but we obviously feel for you and everything that you're going through because I couldn't imagine, I honestly truly could not imagine being in that, you know, difficult like situation. So we, you obviously talked about how you two were feeling. So do you think that this has played, I guess, has it been difficult on your relationship, these new changes and these new restrictions when it comes to um, the specific event in your life? Yes and no. I mean, we've both been feeling stressed from it. Um, so I think in that part, it's made our relationship have that stress in it. And then there's the other parts of us that are like, can we just elope? <laughs> yeah, you guys are probably just over it by now. Not everybody, just elope. <laughs> um, in a way, it's actually, I think it's brought us a little closer together because it's really exhausting right now to deal with everybody when you have all these changes. And, you know, if Ford makes an announcement, we get like 50 texts from people. Oh, did you hear this? Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Did you hear this? It's like, yes. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> so we've been playing avoidance a little bit when we can mm-hmm. and just shutting everybody out and just sticking to ourselves and being like, oh my God. And we're really mm-hmm. relying on each other to talk to each other. And that's really helped. He's really been a rock. Like I mentioned last week on the podcast is, you know, my dog had a seizure admit all, amidst all of this and he's never had those before. And you know, he was really able to be there for me when I was bawling my eyes out, thinking my dog was going to die before my wedding, which is also his 13th birthday. He's the ring bearer. And he was just able to you know, be there for me, be a rock and just hug me. And so in a way, it's, it's really helped our relationship. <laughs> which is good, though, right? Like, I mean, that's I, that's literally the best result you could kind of asked for in this one of the most difficult situations I'm sure you two have both you know or hopefully we'll have to go through in your lives right um obviously with the second wave kind of coming and I guess it's been coming for a bit but anyways um we have holidays coming up and I don't have a big family obviously so this hasn't you know directly um affected myself and my family but I know that you guys have uh, have a bigger family like you mentioned so Linda um have you kind of gone through anything with your family? Um, has you guys talked about this, what you kind of have plans to do or has there been any difficulty in, uh, I guess, has anyone kind of been upset or angry about this with, um, the limiting of the, the people? Uh, yeah, we, we've had a few different family gatherings this year. Um, one of which was when my aunt passed and a few weeks after that, we had sort of a celebration of life and there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of kind of disagreement among family members saying, you know, why can't we do this next year? Why can't, why does it have to be so soon? Um, and then, you know, being, it was outside and I just remember feeling like if I put a mask on, it would be, you know, really off-putting to people. And so there was that sort of peer pressure. 
And there were some people, a couple of people that came up to me and hugged me. And I just felt like, wow, so I got to be the jerk and say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I have clients or I have people in my family that are immunocompromised. I, you know, you, you hate to have to be the person. You sort of need everyone to cooperate. And I was at a very mm-hmm. small family gathering um, last week. And um, we just we pulled up outside and we go, oh, no, whose cars are those? Because we thought we knew what we were walking into. And it was you know, a reasonable risk. And uh, there were more people than we expected. And, uh, you know, his his 86 year old grandmother came up to me and hugged me. Um, and I didn't have any moment to just say, hey, wait, I've been seeing clients like, you know, just to say, you know, mm-hmm. she's probably the most vulnerable among us, but she didn't care. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's challenging to, uh, to sort of work around that peer pressure of if you're in a situation where if most of the people feel safe and they don't feel like it's a threat then you feel like the odd one out and you kind of I mean many of us cope just by avoiding and so we're going to cope by avoiding at Thanksgiving and uh (laughs) my uh my family doesn't quite know this yet but I'm actually really looking forward to just having a special sort of day with my son and my husband because for many many years I've tried to look at you know, how can I create traditions for my children, for my own little immediate family, traditions that aren't necessarily about going to a family dinner with 30, 40 people where everyone's talking over each other? You know, how can I create a memory that my son is going to keep with him the rest of his life? So I look at this as an opportunity. Yes, there's going to be some people upset, but ultimately this is more important to me. I think you make a really good point, you know, is creating those kind of memories, right? Like you kind of got to work with what you have um, and you're allowed to kind of work with, right? So I think even for myself, like we have a very small family and I'm excited like just to get together with them. Um, it's kind of difficult. You, you Like you touched on, you know, his grandmother, you know, coming up to you and giving you that hug. And it's the same thing for me. I have people in my life that are a little bit older that they don't really understand the pandemic and I wish I could educate them I've sent them a thousand things (laughs) you know but unfortunately they just don't understand it so it does put me in a difficult situation but I feel like if anything the one thing I've kind of taken away from this is like the whole you know the last few months and going through this is I'm done feeling guilty about you know x y and z so I've kind of grew, grown like a more of a stronger backbone. So if I don't feel comfortable going somewhere or if I don't want to do something that day, if I'm, you know, too tired, whatever the case may be, I just don't do it anymore, mm-hmm. um, which has kind of been nice. I'm a very social person. I, I talk way too much, obviously, <laughs> um, you know, but I think it's it's really kind of cool that this is like, I don't want to say cool. That's the worst thing. Ever, but anyways, <laughs> it's, it's, it's slowed, it's slowed the world down to, to really, you know, step, take a step back and appreciate more of the things that we didn't mm-hmm. before. So, you know, Linda, you being able to create that, that memory with, you know, your small knit family, that's amazing. And I know Kelly, <laughs> I, I don't even want to use this as an example. Cause I know it just, you're going to hit me, but uh, the the fact that it is turning into a smaller ceremony like it's it's kind of a blessing in disguise in a sense mm. right like it's more intimate and it's like trying to pull the positives out of all these negatives is really difficult but I mean at this point in time it's all you we can really do right in any scenario yeah. so hashtag reframing <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> um 
yeah, it's definitely a difficult and weird time um, to kind of be, it's just the fear of the unknown. I think that that's really difficult um, at this point in time. It's definitely a new world. And the flip side of things, like I was reading, I've been reading articles about online dating and how all these online dates are just striving in the world really? right now because of I do pandemic. not yeah. envy people in the dating world right now. <laughs> Like, yeah, Matt. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so far going. So it's going well, though. Like, that's the thing. You're kind of getting to know them on more of an intimate level. And I actually really I, I really enjoy online dating right now. I think that it's super beneficial. I don't have to meet with these people right off the bat. Like, like I said, I'm an outgoing person, but it's uncomfortable. I don't like that. I don't like to talk to someone for a day and then have to meet them. I'm really building that relationship we're learning a lot more about each other i think it's super beneficial i honestly have read so many articles about how online dating is really taking you know uh, like it's striving right now in this kind of word world like that we're living in so i think it's really cool and i don't know, <laughs> like i used to <laughs> it's 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 definitely interesting it's still i still yeah it's it's something. yeah when you're talking about um, the you know changes to the wedding or or even kelly all of these people texting you and basically having to uh, often deliver bad news as i will be when my mom listens to this podcast and i i start getting some text messages <laughs> i'm joking um but honestly, one of the things that I really always have to remind myself is I am not responsible for anyone else's feelings. And realistically, Kelly, you know, with a wedding, there's so much on you already. This should really just be a person's wedding is supposed to be about their commitment to another person, uh, you know, sort of a public celebration of I'm going to spend my life with this person. We are going to build a life together. It's not supposed to be about, you know, people throwing their feelings their hurt feelings on you over something that you cannot control mm -hmm. so that's so so important even again you know even for me just going yeah there are going to be competing priorities there's going to be mom's feelings grandma's feelings there's going to be well what if I regret not doing something a certain way and then I have to take all of those feelings, all of those competing priorities and actually arrange them in order of priority. And I have to be on top. My priorities, my values have to be number one, because otherwise I will become depressed. I will, you know, I have to live my life in the way that I'm proud of. And for me, if that means protecting myself and my family, creating new traditions and, and very intimate memories with fewer people, if that is more along the lines of my values then at that point, it doesn't, it, it can't matter to me how other people are going to react to that. And you get more turkey for yourself. So yeah. And you know what? And I don't, and I, my turkey's not dry. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Please don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Let's get real. This is just, we're starting a turf war here. We're going to get reported. I'm going to text her right now. Uh, hey, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. You it's should a butterball. It can't get dried out and dry it out. <laughs> so obviously we discussed quite a bit. We always kind of throw a million things at you guys just because there's just so much to talk about. We could talk for hours about these topics. So final thoughts from you, Kelly, let's start off with you um, in, you know, during the second wave of COVID, how to kind of strengthen your relationship and make sure that, you know, you and your partner are, are okay. From personal experience and from professional experience, communication is key. 
you know, trying to communicate with the other person in a clear and effective way goes a long way. Even just letting them know how you feel, even saying, I'm having a bad day today, I might snap on you. You know, that goes a long way instead of hiding it and then ending up in a fight. So really just trying to build that communication between you and your partner is big. Linda, your final thoughts for uh, the same, our same well, topic. To piggyback off here? of what Kelly's saying, the way that you receive that information is just as important as how you communicate it. So if your partner is going out on a limb and they are being vulnerable with you and saying, hey, I'm having a bad day or I'm struggling to deal with this stuff. If you take it personally, if you, you know, react badly to it, if you become defensive or critical or, oh, this isn't such a big deal, you know, that kind of thing, you will erode the trust in the relationship. So it is so important to not only focus on how you can communicate clearly without you know, instilling shame, but how you can also receive that information the same way. Uh, just reminding yourself, we are on the same team and it is to both of our benefits that we keep acting like we're on the same team. I think you ladies made uh, incredible points. So I want to obviously thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules. I know how crazy it's been. So I do really appreciate it because um, we all obviously want to get as much uh, educational information out to our community and further. So thank you, ladies. Um, obviously, everyone knows you can find us on social media. We are all over the map at this point in time. We are on YouTube. We are on uh, Apple Podcast, which is super exciting. It only <laughs> took six months. Um, we are. You can contact us through our website at www.kellymentalhealth.com or you can call us at 807-767-3888. Um, our therapists are 100% there for you. We are also offering online and phone sessions and obviously in-person to people that want to come into the office and put pants on and wear a mask so if you guys need anything else we are here so thank you ladies so much and i look forward to talking to you guys again soon bye Thanks guys for having me